Hi, I'm Cassie Burton, host of the Curiosity Junkie podcast. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen today. Please feel free to share your favorite episodes and don't forget to hit the subscribe and like buttons. There are a couple of ways you can help support the show. First, take a moment to rate the podcast and leave us a review. Greatly appreciate that. Second, hit the donate button or head over to CassieBurton.com to learn more and get signed up for the monthly newsletter. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Today's guests are here to talk about the healing power of music. Please welcome Demi Faraday, Chris Sarr, and Seth Matson to the show. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Curiosity Junkie podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's just jump right in and talk about Sound Journey. What led you to this kind of music? Because you're a heavy metal guy. So I've, I've known Demi and Seth for uh, about five or six years now. Um, and then working with Demi um, with the Urban Icaros and the Ayahuasca, a lot of that sound healing music, you know, is incorporated into that world. And it seemed like um, I connected with it immediately. And in my head, it was just only a matter of time before I wanted to get my hands on some drums and some different instruments and, and um, experiment with, with those kinds of sounds. And so it kind of just came to me in an organic way. Um, and I, yeah, it just kind of fell into my lap. And then a few months ago, uh, Demi gave me the opportunity to work with her and Seth. And we got together at her house and just kind of messed around for like two hours. And then we kind of came up with a set list and just went over it a few times. And it, it just clicked immediately because we all knew each other for so long. Um, there was no issue. Um, or egos or anything like that. It, everybody liked what everyone else was doing. And it was just a matter of, uh, you know, creating the arrangements and the order of each instrument and sound and, and putting it together. So that's yeah. kind of how that came, came about real, you know, in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful music and it's a, it's an amazing experience. Hi, Demi. Let's kind of talk about what a sound journey is for those out there that have no idea what we're talking about. Okay. Well, so sound journeys, I have been doing dedicated sound journeys really just for a couple of years now, but I have, um, if you take it in the context of different uh, ceremonial type work and things that I've been doing, then I've been doing it for, oh, anywhere from six to 10 years. So I have a lot of experience with it. And then when we take just specifically a sound journey, to present and people can come and listen. I've been doing those for a couple of years. So mm. that's been that's been really nice. And what a sound journey is. Some people call it a sound bath or a sound wash or a, a sound landscape. There are different names for it. And I call it a journey because it does actually, the music and the way we present things, it actually does take you on a journey. Mm. So it will take you to a place where it will wake you up and energize you and then it will lull you and relax you and put you into a state of really a, a bit of an altered state of consciousness because your brain waves will entrain with whatever music or instruments are being played or whichever songs are being sung so you, it will entrain with your brain and then your brain will follow and take you into keep you up in the alpha uh, alpha frequency in the awake state or it can take you down into the delta, theta, gamma states. So the really deep, almost dream type states. And again, that's where the consciousness really begins to shift. 
So, and it's a very, uh, it's a very popular thing to do. That's how a lot of um, shamanic journeys work as well, because people will drum and the drumming will set aside, will set up your brain to relax into the journey and open up really very much begin to open up into your subconscious mind as well. So the journey, the way we do it is we take people up through different levels and then down through different levels and different tones and frequencies and sounds. And it just creates, it creates a, a tapestry of whatever type of journey the person is going to have. And everybody will have their own reaction to it and their own sort of visceral experience with it. Some people will get very visual. They'll see a lot of visual things. Some people will just have relaxation of the body. So it, it serves different purposes for different things. When we do it, we really want to just take people on a journey kind of into their own imagination and into their own state of relaxation. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, you could probably go into that setting an intention, thoughts around something specific that you're contemplating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when people are getting ready to do a sound journey, they can come in and say, I really just want to relax on or excuse me, I really want to just work on relaxing or releasing some anxiety I'm feeling, releasing some anger that's been building up. Uh, people have all different types of things that they want to work on, whether it's how they choose to speak to themselves, the self-love that they give themselves and also, you know, just how they treat themselves in general, their body, their mind, their spirit. So if they have an intention to work on something, it will just be enhanced by the, the frequencies and the sound that's in the journey. Yes. Hi, Seth. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I want to know on your side, like what, what does the sound journey mean to you? And have you experienced one on the participant side? I, I definitely have. Um, my first sound journey was actually on the participant side, and it's what got me interested in the entire process. Um, big difference starting off between being a facilitator and a participant in the sound journey experience. Um, but as I've kind of gone further along and been able to, you know, provide these sound journeys with people, it's kind of become more of like a symbiotic experience. Mm. that kind of mirrors each other, which has been pretty cool because I get the same experience from facilitating as I am as participating. And it gets closer and closer together with each experience that I have. So it's, it, it makes me feel like something's, something's going the right way. Something's aligning with it. So Yes. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool that you've been on the other side. So you kind of are like melding the two together. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about what led you to music. Like, how did you find music? <laughs> well, you know, I uh, heard my very first song about a week ago. I'm 35 <laughs> years old, so I was, you know, blinded to music all the way through my childhood. Uh, but at the ripe young age of 35, the first song I ever heard was Dark Side of the Moon, or the what? album was Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. <laughs> I love no, it. No, actually, I, love I, um, <clears throat> I got started pretty early. Um, my parents put me in piano lessons when I was about five and a half, six years old. Um, I kept on that for four, five and a half years, maybe. Um, so when I was younger, I really had a practical, practical application when it came to music theory. And I was able to kind of carry that through into my personal experiences and explorations with music. Um, so I played piano for four and a half, five years or so. And then I kind of went, kind of went quiet for a little bit. 
Uh, but in my teenage years, I picked up a guitar and I immediately bonded with the guitar. Um, I started when I was about 15, um, hit that pretty heavy for four or five years. I was in a couple bands, nothing, nothing big or anything like that. Just kind of like garage experimental bands, just messing around with some sound. And then, uh, early twenties, I got back really heavy into the piano. Um, I actually got my daughter for her third birthday. I got her a keyboard. And I kind of lit a fire under my tail end and I started playing the piano again. And I really started diving into it. So her and I have kind of been playing here and there, uh, put her in lessons a few times. And I've kind of gone back into the theory of everything and been able to translate that into what I'm doing now as far as timing and, you know, key signatures and time signatures and things like that. So had a pretty pretty diverse background in music that's uh, translated throughout my entire life. It's been one of the staples of my upbringing and one of the main focuses of my life ever since I can remember. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that because a lot you know a lot of times we come to it in our our teenage years, or maybe you have parents that put you into something earlier. But typically, you're a little older in the teenage, early teens when you find music. So how cool for you? Well, yeah, what? It's been a good experience. What all uh, do you play? Uh, so I started with the piano, then I jumped into the guitar. Um, actually, a little bit in junior high, I did. Uh, I was in like a woodwinds, like an orchestra woodwinds style um, setup, and I played the clarinet for two years, and I played the bass clarinet for one year. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, the woodwinds, I've always had. They've always had a special place in my heart. Um, I love the way that a reed sounds. Mm. Um, you know, you can get some pretty cool sounds coming out of all those different instruments in the woodwind category, especially with like flutes and things like that, because they're classified as woodwinds. Um, those have always really resonated with me, yeah. um, as well as like strings. I haven't had the experience or pleasure to learn how to play a bowed string instrument, uh, but, you know, there's always time. Yeah. <laughs> the future still exists. <laughs> I would say things that actually require a theoretical background um, I would say in between five and seven instruments. Nice. Um, and then during the sound journey, I know they're not technically instruments, but um, how many different things are you making music with during a sound journey? Because it seemed like there was a lot of different sounds and yeah, instruments there's a, being played. There's a smorgasbord of them. <laughs> um, actually, there are quite a few of them. So Chris was mainly doing a lot of the drumming percussions and things like that and uh, Demi obviously with her voice it's mm-hmm. it's unrivaled she has such a beautiful voice so that it takes a lot of practice getting on that side um, I personally uh, through the sound journeys what I'm doing is I play the Native American flute and also what I've been doing is over the past year I've really gotten into the hand pads and that's a percussion mm-hmm. instrument for maybe people who don't know it's essentially like a metal drum that's toned out in pentatonic scales so you can kind of just create different rhythms and melodies um i've been playing three together at the same time for you know a few months now and trying to like expand my horizons with that um dive into the crystal singing bowls and things like that a little bit and some wind chimes require a little bit less technical skill i would say on that aspect but you can definitely feel how it moves the energy in a room or kind of be keen to what's happening as you're playing it so you can kind of change your direction and the resonance that you're playing with those things that don't necessarily have like a theoretical background Mm, so it's kind of everything that's laid out there we can all kind of pick up and play it's it's been a really cool experience to be interchangeable with uh with my partners Demi and Chris so yeah my favorite one was uh, it sounded like the ocean yeah that's the ocean drum (laughs) yeah 
It was fantastic. I was like, can I go to sleep to that every night? <laughs> it's just a great, and it did sound like the ocean. Yeah, those are fun. I have one of those too. And I, I like to mess around. Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll stand over my daughter while she's going to sleep and I'll play the ocean drum and she just kind of dozes off. It's so serene. It's so peaceful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on over. No, <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. So, Chris, how many instruments do you play, not just specifically in the sound journey, but just in general? How many instruments? I was trying to think about that earlier. Um, it's a lot. It must be like 10 or 15 different instruments. And then as you pick up, you know, another instrument, you kind of take everything that you learned from the previous instruments. You can apply it to a new one. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of with music, there's so many similarities with the, each instrument music and the flow of the, the tones and the harmonies and the rhythms. Um, once you kind of get a feel for it, uh, you just apply it to the next one. And for me, I just experiment um, maybe a rhythm I did on the drums on a flute and do some sort of rhythmic pattern that I would do on a drum, you know, using wind instead of my hands. I find that I create the best music when I don't think. If I start overthinking it, that's when I start fumbling, tripping up and, and just making a mess of the sound. So it's more, you just have, I have to be in a relaxed state, clear my mind and just kind of let it, let it do its thing. And, and I'm just kind of a conduit for, for whatever comes through me, through me and then out of that instrument. And hopefully people enjoy it. Oh my goodness. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your heavy metal background. <laughs> what? What brought you to heavy metal or <laughs> or music in general even? Um, yeah, so that was that was quite the journey. Um, I grew up in the 80s, so a lot of my first musical experiences were like, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna. It was, it was huge at the time. And, 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 and movies, all that music was incorporated into movies like the Goonies. And there was just the music back then was just so epic and, and big. So I was really into that when I was like really young, you know, seven, eight, and then got into, you know, hip hop, um, uh, R&B in middle school. I was really into that. And then one of my best friends was really into classic rock. So he introduced me and I was I started becoming a drummer at that time. So I was really big on really good drummers. So he started introducing me to Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Rush. And I just worshipped these, these drummers and um, just got obsessed with them. And I wanted to, I loved drummers that would, and musicians that would push the envelope. So my musical tastes got heavier and faster. So went into Metallica, Pantera, Slayer, uh, even heavier into death metal and hardcore, grindcore, all these different genres of metal that open up black metal um uh just all these different types of, you know, the, at, my, at that time it was the more extreme the better mm-hmm. and uh physically that these these drummers could play like lightning fast and just blew my mind and then as i got older it was like okay it kind of reached its limit as to, to how fast or, or loud and crazy you could get so i wanted to take a step back and and kind of look for a more creative angle who was doing something different than just noise the whole time who could add maybe a weird psychedelic math rock theme into it or, or patterns just polyrhythms i got more into polyrhythmic type of music um and then joined a band um we did a lot of touring um got pretty well known and then um 
I kind of got burnt out with music for a while and I just took a break for about uh, about a year and then uh, just a few years ago got back into it and um, kind of hit the sound journey thing and then so but I, I still listen to metal a lot but now it's just uh, you know a, a ton of different mixes of um, world music metal rock uh, electronic um, I just love listening and hearing new things um, that kind of push boundaries in different directions not so much fast and heavy but maybe something that just puts me in a better mood or um, just kind of takes my mind elsewhere than you know gets me out of my head for a little bit yeah, yeah so. absolutely and I think that's one beautiful thing about music is it can take you to different places it can calm you right. it can excite you I mean it can yeah. all kinds of emotions and feelings it's amazing yeah and it, it's amazing on that end and then sometimes when you're reflecting you listen to an old piece of music and it can take you right back to that place in time which is amazing you know it just triggers something inside you so yeah it's it's it is it's wonderful and the sound journey was a new experience for me i've never experienced anything like that before like actually being oh, really? in one yeah and before i joined um demi and seth i probably only experienced maybe two sound journeys and I had a hard time um, keeping my eyes closed because I wanted to see what they were doing. I, I'm I'm the type of person I want to see behind behind the curtain. I want to, you know, what are they doing? You know, and so um, the one the one that I went to, they didn't really walk around, but in my head, I thought that would be kind of cool to kind of give a surround sound type of effect. You know, while we're playing those crystal triangles, if we're all walking around, spinning them, um, you know, raising them really high in the air gives you a different sound and frequency, and then. I like going over to people I can tell that are in like a deep trance or, or sleep or whatever, and just right over their head, really close, you know, like maybe six inches from their head and just kind of like waving it around real slow. So it's given this just wild effect, I, I'm sure, in their head and their consciousness. And um, it just kind of creates another layer of the experience yeah. in, a, in a different dimension kind of kind of way. I was just there to relax and enjoy it, and it, it um, did not disappoint. Demi. You, when you do these, I'm curious because I did feel like it's kind of um, an energy exchange. Do y'all feel that as the um, facilitators or are you just focused on creating the music? Uh, speaking for myself, I'm pretty much just focused on the music and I'm focused on giving. Mm -hmm. And so when people are in a sound journey and they're usually laying down and they're relaxed, I, I just send all of my energy out. So what we'll feel back is the collective energy that's coming from people relaxing, from people's heart opening. I mean, believe it or not, I can actually feel when people have relaxed into a state and their heart begins to open, their breathing changes, even just expressions on their face, I can tell that, that they are definitely receiving. And it's only natural that when you're receiving, I, I believe people are also giving back in that moment. So we, I just use the energy that they're giving back to me. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much how I see it when I'm doing it. Chris, for you, is it, do you get an exchange of energy? Uh, yeah, I would say at times I do. Sometimes I'm, I'm focused on uh, not dropping something. Or, or like, <laughs> not getting someone in the head. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding this giant gong. Just don't drop it on someone's head. You know? <laughs> um, and then other times I kind of, um, I think, uh, and visualize the sound and the frequency coming out of that, 
that instrument, that gong, that triangle or, or singing bowl, and it resonating into people's consciousness and, and knowing that they're probably having a journey or an experience. Um, I don't know what that is. That's their, their, their trip, but, um, I am grateful that I get to be part of that and I get to be the person to, you know, carry that sound to them, um, and be, and be part of that. Um, but I'm like, I'm in my own world while, while they're experiencing theirs, but there is an exchange. I know it's going on. And, um, and I think it's great that I get to provide that for, you know, to them. Seth, you probably then do experience a little bit of an energy exchange as you're doing that. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Whether I mean, it's I between, feel that. whether it's between the co-facilitators and myself or the people that are participating in, in the journey, as you're walking around these rooms, performing these experiences for these people, you can see the changes, the subtle changes in their face. You can see their bodies shifting because they might not be comfortable with something that you're playing, or it might be extremely soothing. So you can see like a wave of euphoria wash over them. And other times you go to the other side of the room and someone's curled up in a ball because it's so uncomfortable <laughs> for them. But it's, it's really cool to observe and be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I just have never experienced anything like it. And, um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I highly recommend if you have an opportunity to attend one, it was just a, a beautiful experience. Demi, let's talk about the experience of a sound journey. My friend Richard was there as well. And I, we did have two different experiences. Mine was, and first time for me, you know, you're laying there with your eyes closed, very relaxed. And it was just like a weird, like, everything just came to right here, center of third eye. And then on the inside, like all I could see was like a yellow light. It wasn't like super white, bright, but it was yellow and soft. And it was interesting. I was like, oh, wow, what is going on right now? Oh, that's beautiful. And so the different energies that can take color in your mind, when you say a, a nice, you know, yellowish type of energy, um, I just immediately relate that to the uh, sacral chakra, excuse me, the um, solar plexus chakra. And of course, the color of that is yellow, and that's the, the place of self-confidence. And so to me, um, and not to interpret your journey for you, but to me, when you yeah. say that, I just think that, that that was opening up this energy center within you that was just filled with confidence and, and this beautiful, warm, energizing light. And I think the instrument that was played over you was probably the crystal triangle, because that's what it, it makes the sound. It goes yes. like that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was, and the crystal triangle is very powerful and, um, and, and it does do things. And I'm so, I wish my third eye would open. I, I, maybe it is, and I just don't even know it, but it's like, people are always telling me these days, Oh, my third eye. And it's like pounding and bumping and it's wide awake and having a party. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I want my third eye to have a party. (laughs) Maybe it is, maybe it already is. So, uh, anyway, yes. And so what was Richard's experience then? His was just a little more mellow. He said he just felt very relaxed and calm coming out of that. So his was more just, he really, I think, was looking to just relax and calm and 
Good. I had spoken with him briefly afterwards and, and he had mentioned that he was feeling very relaxed and he looked, he had, we both did actually, every, everybody did. <laughs> they looked yeah. very blissful. So that's what we like. We like people to, we like people to come in, get centered, relax, receive. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to think about anything. And then we like to send them out the door, just blissful and floating. Yes, that's so. kind of what it was like. So Chris, I want to talk a little bit about the music and how you guys kind of set that up because it really felt natural and like an organic flow and mm. I'm sure it's not fully organic you guys don't just play whatever comes to you because there's three of you and you could be thinking different <laughs> things so I was yeah. curious how much of it do you map out ahead and how much um, of it just kind of happens I would say probably I mean we we have a, a pretty good outline when we get to the to the um to the gig or whatever. Um, but a lot of it, about 75% of it's mapped out ahead of time. And then maybe on the fly or like the night before, you know, we'll have a little text message thread. Oh, let's, let's add this in. Let's add a jaw harp. Let's take this out and mix it up. Like after this past show, we all agreed like, okay, it's, it's time to like do a different arrangement and let's come up with some new intros or different instruments and move, move and shift a few things around. So it doesn't get stagnant. Demi, I know you do a lot within the sound journey with the instruments. How mm -hmm. many instruments do you play personally? Well, instruments proper. See, I would call something like a guitar an instrument, mm -hmm. um, a flute that's an instrument. So I'm not really sure. I play the accordion, but I, I love it. <laughs> but I don't. I certainly don't use those in that that in ceremony, and I certainly don't use it in a sound journey. But who knows, that may change. We may have it up front a little bit. I mean, after all, Chris comes in with his full drum kit, right? Being the professional right. metal drummer that he's been for 20 years. Um, yes. So who knows? Maybe we'll team up and do something. And I, I don't know many sound journeys that include accordions. It might be a new thing. So I, I do singing bowls, gongs, chimes, drums, kalimba, rattles. Um, and I don't... Those are probably instruments, but I, um, mm -hmm. I I tend to think of of things, you know, ukulele, guitar, that kind of thing. But maybe I'm just not giving myself enough credit because I play a I play a mean wind chime. What <laughs> <laughs> right. are they? Maybe they're just like uh, part of the oh gosh percussion. There's like all kinds of things that fall under the percussion umbrella. So maybe it's just like one of many, but I, I, I would consider them instruments because they do take skill. You have to, you have to know how to use it to that's get the true. best experience out of it. So yes, that is definitely true. And I will play anything that's in a pentatonic scale, right? And so the pentatonic scale is, you know, where you can play anything and it will never sound wrong. So right. that's, uh, <laughs> that's I the like music that. field I like to play. And when I apply to Juilliard, <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell them I'm great in pentatonic scale <laughs> am I, I in that. Yeah. <laughs> anyone not in music won't know the difference what that is and be like ooh impressive <laughs> <laughs> exactly Seth well what's your um what's your favorite go-to when you're in a sound journey like which one do you just go oh yeah they're gonna love this one oh <laughs> uh. So Demi and I, we have uh, we have these instruments. They're called crystal singing pyramids, and they they mm -hmm. look like a giant pyramid, and they're made out of crystal quartz. Um, and they, when you're playing them, you can kind of swing them around and twirl them, and it kind of modulates the sounds that are resonating mm -hmm. off each end of the pyramid. 
and it sometimes it just sounds like you're being abducted by a spaceship. So that one's really cool. Like just, and it's it's weird to say the word practice with it, but the more you play it yeah. by yourself, you can kind of learn like the the extents of what it has to offer in like completely silent rooms, or you go in the bathroom where there's going to be a lot of reverb, and you just play it and see how long these things will play out without striking it again. Oh, I think gosh. some of those those pyramids, I think we've timed to where they'll like ring out from one strike for almost four minutes in a completely silent room. Wow. That one's a lot of fun. That one's a lot of fun. We, Demi and I, I feel like we get a lot of good dynamics going back and forth when we're walking around the rooms doing the pyramids. Yeah. And I think that's the one that I felt like kind of opened the third eye. It was just like, it was right here and I could feel a little hair standing on my, (laughs) and then all of a sudden everything just went right here and then bam, just like, yes, wide open. It was scary and kind of cool at the same time. (laughs) That's the one that'll do it every time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So have you had an experience like that since you have been to a sound journey? Did you have anything like that? I've had an experience like that being a participant and being a facilitator. Really? So, oh yeah, like, well, so we go back to what we were touching on earlier. The the experiences are kind of merging together. The last sound bath that you were at, that you sat through with us, I had my eyes closed most of the time. It was like I was there experiencing it with oh, you guys. Yeah. It's not like it's not like I was being a performer or I had to do this at this point. I mean, I get a little bit of stage fright sometimes, like with my hand pans, since I'm so new with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I always get a little bit of stage fright. I'm like, oh, I hope I don't mess up. Like all in all, it's always a good experience. Like Mm. nobody's going to hear these little like off notes that you hit or anything, but being a participant, the first actual sound bath that I went to, um, the woman who was putting it on, she actually had the Koshi chimes. They're the little wind chimes that we walked around with Mm. throughout Mm -hmm. the, uh, sound bath. And I had heard them one time before and it was with Demi and I didn't know what it was. It was just lost in a fairyland something went like magic was happening around me but I was able to actually see them this time mm-hmm. and as she was walking around doing it I was just fixated on what she was doing and as I was watching her I could just like see almost like see colors in my third eye around her entire being mm-hmm. and it's just kind of this magical experience that kind of brings you to a new sense of perception almost mm-hmm. that was that was probably that and gongs gongs are a big oh. one for me because if you're laying down with gongs and you get some really loud, you know, almost like dissonant frequencies going back and mm-hmm. forth, but that can really do something to your, your energy, your energetic systems. <laughs> so. Yes. So Chris, talking about instruments, there was one that sounded like an ocean sound. Oh, okay. The ocean I drum. I don't know what that was. But <laughs> I was like, oh, what is that? That's amazing. Yeah, it's this, um, and that was the first time I played it um, ever, was that night that you came. Um, yeah, it's this giant uh, drum. It's really, it's maybe like three inches thick, um, really thin, but very wide about, uh, I would say, I don't know, maybe like two feet wide. And it's got these tiny, it looks like little BBs, like from a BB gun, um, pellets or whatever inside of it. There's probably like a thousand of them. And you just like, I, I level it and then I just slowly tilt it and all the little beads roll to one side and you just kind of keep them flowing. And it, yeah, it sounds like ocean waves. It's really neat. Yeah, it so. did. I was just like, wait a minute, what did they just turn on? And then I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. An instrument? Yes. Yeah. It's an actual instrument. It's really cool. 
It was beautiful. There were so many interesting sounds and uh, I don't even know. How many instruments did you guys play in total? That oh, game? man. Uh, no. I would maybe about 15. 15. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was beautiful. The timing was perfect. Mm -hmm. I, just, I felt so relaxed, but it wasn't um, like quick or rushed. It, just, it was a really right. And, and that's on purpose. So, you know, because it's probably going to take some people about, you know, 10, 15 minutes to kind of get relaxed, settled in. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so we start off with maybe some heavier drumming. Okay. It's kind of like snapping them out of, you know, the work day. And, and, and then, then it kind of quiets out and, okay, let me relax, breathe. And then you're, you, you know, your mind probably a couple thoughts arise and then you, hopefully they lose themselves in the sound. And then it's probably a good, 35, 40 minutes of being in that experience. And, and next thing you know, it's, it's over. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. I was like, Oh, I have to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's time to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Real life again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, reality. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> yes. Well, what do you, do you have things that you do outside of that, that um, in the music world or any other side? So I, uh, I have two teenagers that I have to, to raise. So that takes up most of my time. Gosh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm also a USA uh, boxing coach. So oh, wow. the weeks that I don't have uh, my kids, I'm helping at-risk uh, kids uh, train for boxing. And um, been, the team that I'm on has been very successful. And uh, it's just, it's really cool to, to help these guys out and help them, you know, follow their dreams and create the, these awesome lives, you know? Aww. So that's a, that's a, that's a huge part of, of what I do as well. And then in the evenings is I'll probably, is when I wind down is when I usually pick up an instrument and kind of practice, do that, read artwork and work. So that takes up, uh, that's about all my time. That's about all the time I have. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, uh, the boxing add on would be quite <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I love it. Seth, I know you do some other stuff. Do you have anything that we can listen to out there right now? Currently, I am building a library. Um, I don't have any social media or streaming at this point, but what I'm doing is I'm developing an online library, and I'm aiming to release a small sample of what I'm working on with digital music, music production and my live instrumentation before the end of the year. And mm -hmm. I will probably first be posting up on SoundCloud. My mm -hmm. artist moniker is Terraformless, one okay. word. So if you guys are interested, keep an eye out on SoundCloud and there should be material coming within the next few months. Yes, that's awesome. Well, I will um, add that in the description and... Um run it across the, the video as well too, so that everybody can take note and check that out in a few months when hopefully you have something exciting released. Demi. Well, what other, let's talk a little bit about what other events you have going on or coming up because I know you do so many things. We've talked about the ayahuasca. I know you also do some belly dance stuff. You do the sound <laughs> journey. You do so much. I love it. Mm, thank you. Yes, yes. And these, honestly, these are all a compilation of skills from, you know, throughout my entire adult life. So um, I, I belly dancing, we do workshops at uh, Radiant Soul Center in Tempe, which is where you had come for the sound journey. Mm -hmm. And then I will be doing another sound journey with Seth and Chris, August 25th. 
and from seven to nine, and we'll be doing another one. And we're also going to be revamping. So we don't take the same thing and present it every time because we like to change it up. We like to include new elements. We like to keep it fresh and interesting and, and make new discoveries along the way that, that really help people. So I will be doing that. And then I'll be doing another sound journey at uh, Center for Divine Awakening in North Phoenix, but dates on that are TBA. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep, so basically anytime we're doing things, I, I usually post it on Instagram, on Facebook. I send out, I have an email list. So if people want to get on an email list. I, I send those out monthly so they know what uh, what's happening and where. Okay. Yeah. Well, how would someone connect with you to get on your email list? Okay. So uh, my email is my name, Demi Faraday, and that's D-E-M-I-F as in Frank, A-R-A-D-A-Y, at hotmail.com. And my Instagram is Demi Faraday. And my Facebook is Demi Faraday. So either of those three, yes. And and I, I do encourage people to uh, to reach out and, and sign up because we are doing a lot and we're looking forward to doing a lot more. And we're also looking at expanding in new directions as well and trying some new innovative things. You guys created some beautiful music and I just, I can't thank you enough for such an amazing experience. It was wonderful. Well, thank you. And we appreciate you coming out and, and checking it out. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for coming out, for taking the time to do the work to put this piece together on Sound Journeys. I think that um, they can be very underestimated, but we all, I think almost everybody knows what the power of music and sound is. So I really appreciate you doing this. And thank you so much. Chris, Demi, Seth, and myself invite you to enjoy this Sound Journey.
Okay. 